0: Thank <laughs> you. What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango. And we got a panel today of three people. We've got Drew White.
1: Zoom, zoom, zoom.
0: Holy shit, going back in the day. It was like 2006, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah, zoom, zoom, zoom. We've got Robert <laughs> DeFelice. Hello. And Callum
2: Wiggins. It's like John Cena in any match, we're calling all the spots. That's exactly what we're doing
0: here. Call the spot on the card if you don't know what it is, or call the spot as uh, I probably should have called it instead of called the spot on the card because it's a long-ass title. But hey, you know, you love and learn. This is the 15th edition of it, although we've done more than 15 because we tend to do double editions and stuff, and that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to do two for uh, the two Money in the Bank ladder matches. The first one here is going to be the women's participants. And then we're going to go move on in another part for the men's participants, even though we don't know necessarily every single person that's on there, but we'll get to that when we get to that part. So called the spot, the way that this works is we've got a limited amount of spots and everybody has to go into some specific ranking. Normally, this is based off of five people. That's originally how this had started. It was... Hall of Fame, main event, upper mid-card, mid-card, jobber, and released. A very balanced out schedule, kind of. But they keep adding different people into the mix, and sometimes it's six people, sometimes it's seven. Now we're at a time where it's eight. So these eight categories means I have to think of another category to add into the mix. <laughs> this is getting harder and harder to do. As such, this is the new breakdown that we've got going on. The bottom is still the bottom of what we had had before because you can't really get much worse than that, which is uh, – I we haven't really figured out a good name for it yet. I, I keep calling it either erased from history, nullified, or the Chris Benoit treatment where the person is completely removed from everything that they have done ever in the history of the professional wrestling business. You just don't talk about them anymore, that kind of a thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also have released just above that, which is pretty standard. You know, I don't need to explain those kind of things. Jobber above that one. And then the new addition, lower mid card, who that type of person is, I guess, kind of along the lines of. uh, He's Slater to a certain extent. He is a jobber, but sometimes he can get a little bit more of a push. So
3: a European champion, essentially.
0: I'd say that that's more on the mid card spot, the spot above that. But is the
2: hardcore champion?
0: It, yeah, yeah, it's kind. Of, it's not somebody who is ever going to really necessarily be in the running to win a title because the upper mid card—that's the one that's most likely going to win the Intercontinental United States. But the mid card might get a chance for it. Lower mid card isn't going to. They're not quite a jobber yet, but they're not going anywhere. I guess actually, a good uh, person for this could be. Like a Zack Ryder right now, Zack Ryder is in a flux between that lower mid card and mid card, so, something to take into account. Mojo Rawley, another lower mid carder at the moment. Um, So then we go up to up uh, mid card, upper mid card, main event, and then Hall of Fame. The trick with the Hall of Fame, we've mentioned this before, is they can still be on the roster, they could still be a main eventer, they could be essentially retired however you want to mix it around, because you got to have some flexibility for this kind of thing, right? So our women's Money to the Bank participants, since we're doing the women's first, we've got, in alphabetical order, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Ember Moon, Lana, Naomi, Natalia, and Sasha Banks. And goddamn, this was a hard one. Not as hard as the men, but I thought that this was a pretty difficult list because you, you erase people from history it gets a little tough and that's where we're going to start bottom to the top. We might all agree on this one. I don't know for sure. We, uh, at The very least kind of hard for four people to agree, but I went with Lana for my erased. As did I. Anybody else go with Lana? No. Nope. All right. So Rob and I, we can talk about this a little bit. Uh, What was your rationalization for Lana for the erased?
3: There was simply no one else for this spot. I had originally wanted her and Rusev to be in the same spots, but there's simply no one else who should get this treatment other than Lana. And I look at it like she'll be erased from history in the sense that like Tori, was erased from history, you know? She was a good-looking... Uh, not Tori Wilson, by the way. I'm talking about the one that was a DX <laughs> in 99. The first one. Uh, you know, I just... Uh, I can't see anyone else <laughs> for this spot.
1: I I I probably have the, the hottest take for this one because I, I went with Becky Lynch. Ooh. Yeah. And that's, and that's not a detriment to her as much as it is... To uh, anyone, uh, just essentially the way I looked at it is I don't have much of an opinion of Lana, Lana yet because she's still new to wrestling. I want to give her a shot before I immediately erase her from history because I, I was debating between the, between these two, but right now I just think it just makes sense to have Lana at least in there just for the purpose of I want to see what she could would do in this manner and for Becky. I think she is the most overrated wrestler on the main roster.
3: Wow, buddy. I don't think a single person here is going to agree with you. I on, on... Not so much by her wrestling
1: ability. Just this mistake. I don't think she's as good as a wrestler as people tend to give her credit for. I, I don't think she's a bad wrestler. I don't think she's an average wrestler. I think she's a good wrestler. But I feel like people kind of put her on a pedestal because she's a part of this four horse woman for NXT thing. And to me, I always thought she was the weakest link. There was a reason why she was Sasha Banks, like, you know, assistant or whatever it was for a while before she went on her own. Um, they, There's a reason why she was kind of uh, when they brought the three up for the women's revolution. There's a reason why, in my opinion, she was given the least amount of time and effort towards her character and towards our matches and that was because she was the least developed and the least capable of performing good matches on it at the time which which by the way anyone who knows me i i, I was tempted to also say charlotte but that's <laughs> like if, if but i i i actually like her now i think she's actually a really good wrestler and i i kind of you know she's kind of she's kind of up there for me so i can't really get rid of her but yeah i, I went with becky
0: See, I went with Lana because, in my mercy rule, she's the one that's accomplished the least and contributed less to the wrestling industry. Because mostly, what she's done has been a manager. And
1: yeah, but if you give it to her, Rusev probably wouldn't have been as effective, or he might have not have went on that super long streak when he did get called up. She yeah, was a she was a big yeah. part of his character at first, and that this is how much. It, also, you want to buy into Rusev as like you know how good of a character he is. Is is his character worth saving if you want to save Lana from being well, erased? From
3: yes, they've been separated on TV for about a year. Spoiler alert. I've been, alert, saying,
1: I've been my, saying in the uh, very beginning of time, I'm saying if you didn't have Lana from the very beginning with Rusev, who knows if Rusev would have would be where he is now. Spoiler alert, Rusev is my erased. Ooh. But so. <laughs> you were
3: like me, you also wanted them on yeah. the same level. Kind of. Yeah.
0: Because... I mean, I look at like Lana like this, like as a manager, she had been fun once in a while, but I don't feel like she accomplished anything that really is going to be like, well, she changed the wrestling industry or anything like that. And she could still model. She could still act. So CJ Perry, she'll be fine. You know, like the wrestling industry wouldn't be like, oh man, we lost something great with Lana, like erasing. I don't know. Rick Flair from the business, you know, like it's it's Lana, but callum You don't have Lana or Becky Lynch, right? Who do you no, have? No, I do
2: not. Um, I have Ember Moon. It's <laughs> reasonable. You go along the lines of like you were saying, like she's the least Lana is the least consequential in your mind. I think Ember Moon. If there's one word that I would describe Ember Moon's time, not just in WWE but NXT in general, it's inconsequential. She's a good, she is one of the better wrestlers out of all of this list here, all of the eight women. I put her definitely in the top half of women's wrestlers. She puts on very good matches. She has a fantastic finisher. But if she was to be erased from, and I'm going to say qualifying, it's, I'm talking about WWE history. So if she was erased and she never, ever appeared in WWE, would, nothing would have changed in WWE at all she's the least consequential NXT champion. I think she's the worst NXT champion, NXT women's champion in uh, its history. Um, I think her time on the main roster, she hasn't done anything of note. Um, so she doesn't really have anything going for her besides the fact that she is better in the ring than a lot of the women that are going to be competing in the
1: match. And I don't think that's enough. You know, Um I'm gonna change mine to Ember Moon. <laughs> God, oh wait, not it's your okay. guns, Drew. You don't no, way, yeah. point. No, you just made a very good point. It also, if it makes you feel better, uh, Ember Moon was my release, so it's not—it's not like I'm changing that much. Well,
0: see, Ember Moon's my release too, and the reason why I went with Ember Moon for release instead of erasing her and putting Lana in the release—I really thought about it. That was tough. Is mostly, again, spoiler because of the Rusev everything. And this sounds so ridiculous, but this is my philosophy. I did this list like a week and a half ago, so uh, (laughs) this was on my mind at the time. I was like, well, I can't figure out anybody other than Rusev to release. And if I'm going to release Rusev and Lana is in the company, what would Lana have done? If I release Lana, I mean, erase from history, if I erase uh, Rusev and I erase Lana then maybe the two of them will still find each other elsewhere (laughs) like i was kind of like i'll mercy uh erase the two of them at the same time so they can be like in like a thanos situation i can just snap my finger they can fade away and live happily ever after as like something else (laughs) like that kind of thing um but ember moon's my release too and Callum makes a good point about if you erase ember moon What do you really lose? She had her feud with Asuka, and she didn't win it. She won the NXT Championship and lost it, what, like, two title defenses later? Or maybe
2: even the next title defense? I mean, she only only feuded with Shayna Baszler over the title. She had one title defense against Sonya Deville on NXT, but other than that, she only feuded with Shayna Baszler. So essentially, she did just lose the title right off the bat because,
0: you know, who cares if you defend the title on NXT, and who cares if you fight somebody and you win by the skin of your teeth and then lose the next time you fight. They essentially just wasted a pay-per-view to drag out her feud a little longer. So Ember Moon hasn't really accomplished anything. So I can understand her being released, but I don't think anybody... we do we all agree on that? Like, Ember Moon is, like, out of all of ours? No. Okay.
3: Becky
0: Lynch is my release. <laughs> Man, well, Becky's Berm- getting Ember- some shit.
2: <laughs> well, Ember Moon's not my release anyway. She's my erased from history.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, right, so now we're on erased. Uh, now we're unreleased. God damn it! I'm losing track. There's too many goddamn categories at this point. All right. So, erased from history. I have Lana. Robert has Lana. Drew has Becky. Callum has Ember Moon. I, I have I Ember. Drew that you Ember <laughs> I have Ember Moon. Uh, as my released. Drew flipped his so. Uh Drew, who's your release? You uh Becky
1: now? No no I, no 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 I'm gonna keep it as is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Keep it original. original. I'll keep it OG. So you're I, released I, as I Ember. Do, I do like K Alam's reasoning though. I'll give him that. Said my name properly as well, he must have really liked it. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so who's your release, Drew?
1: I released uh fucking Ember.
3: <laughs> I said it terribly, but yeah, Ember.
1: Instead of being released,
2: she could be fired. December <laughs> to December. Uh, only,
3: only one ember sparks a fire, or whatever her theme song says. Whatever uh, the I don't fucking lyrics. But my release is Becky because it was a really it's t- a tough list, and somebody has to go. And you start to look at it somewhat realistically, and you know Natty's got a job for life. Charlotte's got a job for life. Ember is just starting to make her name. Alexa's a pretty big deal. And the reason I chose Becky is because I think Becky would be fine working the independents. As you guys were kind of saying before, Becky is seen as an underrated superstar in terms of her in ring abilities. And I think she would do best... To go like that Drew McIntyre route of, all right, I'm going to leave, hone my craft even more, you know, make a few big indie paydays and make a bigger name for myself so I can come back and be a bigger deal than I am right now. That's my rationale for releasing Becky Lynch.
2: So who you got, uh, Callum? I have released Lana with the qualifier that I'm releasing her from her wrestler contract. And she'll and come she- back and she'll be on an exclusive managerial contract. <laughs> you pay me
3: ass.
2: I'm the loophole guy. I'm just doing I this. I do
1: agree with that though.
0: I uh, I can't fault him. I've done loopholes like that before. So.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I've, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's uh, a yeah, sense that I don't think she's a very good wrestler, but as a character, I think she's stronger than Ember Moon. So I still think she has a lot of value to WWE and she has a lot of value to Rusev who, spoiler alert, I'm not going to be erasing from history or releasing, so if he's still around, I think Lana can do a good job for him.
0: You know what? I should uh, I should throw a loophole in there. I'm going to erase Lana from history, but I'm going to make her, in retrospect, just CJ Parry. <laughs> I'm going to erase the Lana character and keep the person. There you go. Release Ember Moon and make her uh, fired son <laughs> i don't know uh wait did everybody go for released i'm tired <laughs> yeah, yeah have you said unders, have
3: I'm, I'm becky and callum is lana
0: yeah all righty so now we're on jobber this is where it gets a little bit easier because at least they're still on the fucking
1: roster
0: <laughs> Poor, uh poor everybody um my jobber is natalia uh i've never been the absolute like uh champion for natalia i think that she is somebody who deserves a lot of credit for a lot of different things but i also think that she gets a little bit too much credit sometimes she is awful with her characters 90 percent of the time i don't like her promos and really the only thing that's good about natalia that i wouldn't want to get rid of is her wrestling talent And even for the most part, when it comes to the wrestling talent, I think that she's been surpassed by some other people. So at this point in her career, she's already been the champion multiple times. She can start working a job or career and kind of transition into more of like a backstage trainer. That's my philosophy. Who wants to go next? Yeah,
3: I'll take
2: it. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Just throwing me out
3: there.
2: Yeah. anyone that's listened to me enough on this podcast knows that I'm not a big fan of Naomi. Uh I think she's wildly overrated in both character wise and wrestling ability. She's extremely athletic, but it's, it, it takes more than that to be an actual good wrestler. And I think a lot of the stuff she does is looks quite phony and fake. I know it's obviously meant to be that, but you're not supposed to look at it and think, Oh, she's not actually kicking that girl or something like that. Um, Yeah, I I don't like her that much compared to the other five women left on the list. So I'd make her... But I still think with her athleticism and undeniable popularity with certain groups of fans, it's probably worth keeping her on the roster in in a jobber capacity.
3: I'm going to piggyback off that and go, my jobber is also Naomi, because, listen, she got the title run. She's, as far as the women in this match is concerned... Very much a throwback to the Butterfly Belt days, which I cannot stand. She is very popular. She does have a great entrance and a great character in that perception. But her place is likely as a jobber from here on out. And as far as this particular match is concerned, she got the trophy at WrestleMania. So, you know, she had her big moment for the year. She can be a jobber for the foreseeable future.
1: True. I did forget that she w- did win that title, not the title of that match at Mania. Uh, how
3: could
1: that you did... forget? I mean, they, they 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 only showed that trophy like one more time afterwards. And... Well, could you blame them? Look at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she won so, the golden the golden uterus. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, come on, it was kind of funny. So she got it
2: fitted into her. <laughs>
1: like she placed her, she placed her oh. own uterus with the goldie. Well, okay. So I, I, I'm gonna go with Lana for my job. Or because hey, you know you gotta get started somewhere. So gotta work your way up, kid.
0: <laughs> so we're kind of crapping on Naomi a little bit here. Uh, I, she's my lower well, end Carter. Um, I like
1: Naomi. So
0: <laughs> I really, uh, I couldn't figure out. Like, between Naomi and Natalia, they were kind of going in the job or mid card, uh, lower mid-card range to me, and I looked at the four people that were left outside of Naomi, and I thought, I can't put Naomi higher than any of them. So, the only reason I put Naomi a spot up above Natalia is because Naomi is more fun to watch to me. Like, her in-ring work is a little bit more energetic, and her promo work is not fantastic all the time and stuff like that, but... She at least has, like, the the entrance, and she's kind of fun like that. Like, Natty tends to come out and just have, like, a sourpuss face or talks about her cats, and eh. Between the two, lower mid-card and Jobber, there's not the biggest gap, and I'll just give Naomi that spot.
3: Well, let me tell you, between the two, there's not that big of a gap, and my lower mid-carder is Natalia. <laughs> Reason being... Even though in the very near future she might have a bit of a bump in her character and in her use on TV because of the Ronda thing, I don't see Natalia breaking out of the lower mid-card range for longer than however long this Ronda feud will be. Mm. So she is a great hand, and she's always got a job there. That's a guarantee. So,
1: she's my lower mid-carder. Yes, I have her in my lower mid-card as well. She's kind of like the workhorse of the women's division in a way. You you can put her up there, put her in a match of a new talent, and you know that she's going to do a good job helping at least put them over. So, lower mid-card seems like the best role for her right now. And that's probably where she's going to go after, like you said, with her uh, whatever you want to call it, with Rousey. Callum?
2: Oh. I'll make that a free Pete then. Wow. Natalia in my lower mid <laughs> okay. card. Um, the thing that I think she has over Naomi in this sense is she has more credibility in a t- sense that I think her title reign, even though it wasn't exactly spectacular, I think it was stronger than Naomi's one. I think she's been around a lot longer, so she has a bit more of a veteran's dance. And the like her partnership with Ronda Rousey means that she can't really be too far down the card in my eyes, otherwise it makes Rhonda look bad if she's teaming up with essentially a full guy. And obviously Natalia will be the person that needs to lose tag team matches they have or anything along those lines, but she still needs to have a certain amount of credibility or gravitas about her to keep her above a certain level of people that you'd probably put like your Naomi's, your Liv Morgan's, Sarah Logan's that type of person, Dana Brooks. Hmm.
0: Poor uh, Natalia and Naomi, man. They, um, well, I guess not poor. They didn't get the worst two spots, but that is kind of interesting when that happens where like... I still got jobs. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially even Natalia. I put her as my well, jobber, so
1: it's in the title description. A to go for me, so. <laughs> What's that? I still have Naomi left on my board, so I, I'm I'm Oh, she, you didn't put well. her down in there? I thought you did. No, I put Natalia.
3: Um, I have yeah. Lana in for my release.
1: Remember, I have Becky Lynch at my. No, the, for the Lana.
2: jobber in the lower mid card.
3: No, yeah, he had Lana and uh, and Manny.
2: Yeah, yeah. Naomi's still on the board for him.
1: Wait, who is your so jobber, Drew? My jobber is Lana. Huh, huh. It goes, <laughs> erased. Becky released Ember. Ember, then Lana's Lana. Jabba. Yeah. Lana Jabba, as I just call it for some reason. Lana then, Jabba. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lava, lava, java.
0: Don't worry everybody uh, If you're as confused as I am We're going to recap this at the end <laughs> yeah. Well that brings us up to mid-card And uh, This is where I have to start jumping on the-, the Becky Lynch bandwagon Between Sasha and Charlotte And Alexa I consider Becky Lynch The best option for mid-card I think that that's kind of where she currently is on the roster as like, it's hard to tell with the women's roster because they don't have the range as the men do because they just don't have as many people. So there's a lot more like in flux kind of uh, idea to the whole roster. But right now I think Becky kind of is a mid Carter, and it suits her well enough. I like Becky. I don't think that she uh, certainly gives gets as much credit as I think she deserves sometimes. Maybe she does get a little bit too much sometimes too. But I'd put her in the mid card. I think that given the last three people, I'd rank her fourth. Who wants to go with mid card?
3: My okay. mid card is Alexa Bliss. Simple reason being Alexa's had a great I think about a two-year run, right? On on top of both brands. So now she can take a step back a little bit, you know, kind of be in that mid card heel staple role for, you know, a good six months or maybe even longer until they're ready to build her up again. And really there was not much else room. And since she's had the most love recently, I decided to keep her in the middle of the card. I went with Sasha Banks.
1: The reason no why I'm going to go with her here is because I was debating between her and Naomi. And the thing that put Naomi over her really is I've enjoyed Naomi's run as champion over the past year and a half and her winning her WrestleMania match over what Sasha Banks has really done in the past year and a half because I just think she's kind of tampered off. I can't recall the last time she's put on a really, really good match. And I just, I uh, this isn't you know so much shitting on her because I think Sasha Banks is probably one of the best women's wrestlers WWE's ever had. I just would rather see the other three people as champion right now over her. They they need to do something with her character. It's it's kind of lackluster at this point. Yeah, and hopefully they figured. Hopefully they could figure it out with like Bailey with this whole Bailey feud, but they'll probably fuck it up because they fuck everything up
2: <laughs> they already have fucked it up yeah know. exactly they fucked, fucked it up, up a
0: long is. time ago
1: yeah so let's see if they fuck it up anymore than it already is
0: and they had their out this week too where it was like how about you just hug it out and we move on to something else and then they're like no 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 and it's like god fucking damn it. you're continuing this where's constable corbin come in there and just be like this is bullshit <laughs> I felt really strange adding him to my list of uh, authority figures for the year. I've got like I've got William C- Regal and this uh, Johnny Saint guy and, you know, Kurt Angle and stuff and then it says Constable Corbin and I'm like, oh, what
2: the I've hell? I've got a C word for Corbin and it's not Constable. So we'll move on past that <laughs>
3: one. Leave that uh, up in the
2: air.
0: Let's see, it's um, Chrysanthemum. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The fuck? <laughs> what, yeah, what
3: the fuck, Tony? So,
2: so, anyway, I decided to put uh, Alexa Bliss in the mid card. <laughs> Thank you, Callum. Thank you for agreeing with me. Um, Boom. It, it's it's, a, it's a similar along the lines of what Robert's saying. Alexa Bliss has been on top for two years. I kind of want to change. <laughs> it's her <your> joke. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I that's, that's what? I'm not going to say anymore after that. think that's <laughs> No, I, I'll just say that she's, she's very good. She's very good on the microphone. And she has far more character than most of the women on the roster at this point in time. But it's just a case of, well, you've been champion for so long. Maybe it's time to give someone else opportunity to rise up. And frankly, the other three people that I have left on my list are better wrestlers than she is. And I'm kind of at a point now with the women's rosters, especially as the way they are now, I kind of want wrestlers to be on top of the division as opposed to characters.
0: Well, that's why you're not going to hear from me next about Alexa Bliss, because she's not my upper mid Carter. My upper mid Carter is Sasha Banks, primarily for the reason of I don't like her promos. I'm so sick and tired of Sasha promos. It's the same thing every single time. It's just uh, she looks down and to the left or up and to the right or whatever, you know, she needs to look away from whoever she's talking to. She laughs, scoffs at whoever is challenging her, talks about how like, this is her dream and that kind of thing. And she's essentially stuck in a rut. And I really think that she is, if they use her well, definitely one of the best women's wrestlers, but she's also been making these weird mistakes where she's like trying to hurt herself. And that's kind of concerning to me. And you give somebody a title reign four times and all four times you make her lose it right afterward kind of hurts her credibility to me. So at this point, I don't want to listen to her promos. I'm getting a little bit concerned about the way that she handles herself in the ring. And I don't buy her being the person that could like withstand holding a uh, a title and like maintaining that brand. So she gets the upper mid card to me because I still think if you're going to give somebody a title, that's going to be in the main event spot and we'll get to that. We'll get to that, but upper mid card, you got a little bit of flexibility on that. So uh, we've got a wide range of different people still left in here. So this will be interesting. I'm pretty sure nobody's going to agree with me on this one who uh, wants to go next.
3: My you had Alexa bliss, player, right? Um, no, Tony had. Where's Alexa Bliss for you, Tony? Man, you man. Oh
1: my bad. Mom. I'm so fucking sorry. I didn't want you to fucking ruin it. You could have just said no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, Damn, I'm so sorry. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> so, this I'm this so is so impossible sorry. to keep track of anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. Tasha Banks is my upper mid Carter.
1: Okay.
3: You I, wanna th- go I, I don't know. I thought you. Th- I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Okay, go. No, you go ahead, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> since, since I already ruined this, since I already r- railed this to the ground, I'll go ahead and just uh, let's see. I'm okay, I'm so sorry. Okay, I had a. Look it's not at that big of a here. deal. It's us call I, the I, spot. I, I, that, <laughs> I said I, I thought you said Alexa Bliss because I had Alexa Bliss and I was just gonna be like, well, you're not alone, Tony. But nope, <laughs> <laughs> you are. And I had Alexa Bliss because. She's just been on top for like two years, and I would rather see two other people as champion right now. <laughs> so it's the same
0: stuff as the mid card. Yes. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> right, Drew's in a giggly mood today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robert McCallum, <laughs> who, so... <laughs> who do you guys have for your upper mid carder?
3: All right, my upper mid card, breaking away from what everyone else said, is Ember Moon. Because I think that she is one of the best in ring and I can agree that she's been slightly underwhelming but I think that she's only on the rise and you know maybe the Money in the Bank briefcase if she wins it might even help her but I definitely see her as an upper mid Carter moving towards the main event real soon
2: round us out Callum oh well it's going to be four completely different ones then because my upper mid Carter is Becky Lynch hmm you know all those people that like talk about how Becky's underrated and she doesn't get the like the level of, of treatment of WWE that she deserves. Are you well, one I'm them? one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Becky Lynch is immensely talented. She's a very good wrestler. She's so popular because you just get a sense of if most people had been given the treatment that she's been given in the way that she's been booked in on SmackDown. I mean, look at Bayley as an example. Like, people never thought that Bayley could get fucked up to the level that her popularity just drops and drops and drops. to the point where she's booed during promos. Becky's never suffered from that problem, despite having similar booking. She's had a championship run, but it was cut short very quickly because they decided to push full steam ahead with the Alexa Bliss experiment, which proved to be very successful. But I think Becky's due another push towards the championship and so i put her in the upper mid card because she's always someone that could challenge for the title i think she's has that level of credibility and goodwill with the fans that she can always be a perennial challenger for a a heel champion but i also think that she could become champion as well going forward at least for one more run with the belt
1: and that's partially why I, i decided to erase her it's just because I'm tired of seeing her do that. It's essentially what she's been since she lost the title to Alexa Bliss back in 2016. I, I do agree with that se- sentiment to an extent, but I go along the
2: lines of, in a time where WWE find it so difficult to make good baby faces, if, you, if you've if you got one, you need to make the most of them.
0: She likes buttons?
2: so I can't erase
0: her. I,
1: yeah. I will. I will say with all these ladies other than Charlotte, if WWE booked all of them better, like, just de- oh, just did an okay job booking in them, all of them would be immensely better. <laughs> and so, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good like, crop. Like, that's what makes these lists so
0: difficult. Because, I mean, we've done Call the Spots in the past where it's been, like, like the, one of the easy ones was the Valentine's Day list where we had, like uh val venus and the godfather big daddy v mark henry and uh great collie and it was like all right you can just fuck uh-huh. around whatever you know cause what did it's you like...
3: guys used to do on this website <laughs> Dude, oh that made sense we they were all this podcast. Uh,
0: they were all like the you know the lover type of gimmicks for valentine's day that
1: was a fun episode. Yeah, you know you can't shit on that, dude. <laughs> but I, it's I, like you, if you want to shit uh, on anything, shit on finisher versus finisher spear <laughs> edition. But,
2: I mean, I mean that was back in the time when the podcasts I didn't have to just do a pay per view recap every two weeks. So. Yeah, so we had a little yeah, bit more flexibility too. <laughs> well,
1: we could town of Salem or something like that. We could bullshit hours. and
0: make up some horrible running jokes. Um. Yeah. Speaking of Bailey, though, man, like how bad is it that we've got eight women in a Money in the Bank ladder match, and we've got two championship matches, and Bailey's not on the card?
3: Isn't that I guess bad? there's no better time to get into it because I wasn't. I was going to try not to, but Drew was talking about Becky being the weak link of the four horsewomen. Look at the one that's not on the card anywhere on this show. That's, that's a the fair weak link. argument. That's a
1: fair argument, but I still—if—if if I to be completely honest with you, though, Robert, if I were to put ba- if if we were to make this nine people for some reason, then Tony had to go through the effort of coming up with another spot because we just really hated him. Um, I would put Bailey as my main eventer because I still really like her, and she's always been my favorite wrest- female wrestler since she debuted in NXT. So. That that's never changed. I I I bought into the gimmick. It's fantastic.
0: god damn I really hope that we don't have to do a nine list because I can't think of anything else
2: to fit in this. <laughs> well, instead of the Chris Benoit treatment, you could do the Nancy Benoit
1: treatment. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which was lower though? uh
3: it gotta be the one. That uh, I
1: don't know. Do. I guess I
3: guess I mean, that's, that's, that's the like debate <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a loophole for it probably somewhere. Um. <laughs> anyway, so there's no transition to this But fuck it, Alexa Bliss is my main eventer <laughs> uh, And it's mostly she, because of her mic work Because she is so it on the mic? What's
3: that? She's been killing it on the mic
0: She is the best woman on the mic Easily And she has been able to control Two years worth of Raw and Smackdown For the women's division Just on her mic skills She's not the best in the ring But when you have a champion that can propel a bunch of feuds based off of her mic skills the way that she has, it's better, I think, than if you have a champion that can only wrestle and somebody like Asasha Banks to me, I don't think her mic skills are on par. And after like one feud that would suck, I would want a new champion. With Alexa, even if her matches aren't really great, I'm still entertained by the feud. Like, this Nia Jax feud that went on, I don't know what the hell they're going to do in the future with this whole thing, because it seems like Nia is, like, kind of a heel, kind of a face, doesn't really matter, they're moving on to something else sort of thing, but at least with Alexa and the whole, like, anti-bullying, bullying bullying type thing, I liked it, and the match itself, I don't fucking remember it, but I remember the feud, (laughs) like, you know what I mean? I I remember their Mania match, their Mania match was better. It went on longer so, than I expected it to. That's all I remember about it. But I don't remember it liking okay. it or disliking
1: it. <laughs> oh, it was. It's the uh, actual uh, Nia Jack squashing Alexa Bliss and Alexa like poking her eye every once in a while. That's well, what see, that that's, match
0: was. When it comes to the main eventer, to me, I think that I'm playing a little bit into WWE's hand where they spend a lot of time with promos and they drag these feuds out and even though certain people could be really good as champions for particular matches, you got to live with them for weeks and weeks and weeks of just talking and shit. So that's why Alexa gets that top spot to me other than the hall of fame spot, which, uh, since we've been able to lose track of things,
3: uh, uh, unanimous spot when we get to that, but
0: (laughs) it might be, yeah. uh, but since we, it's this is an easier thing for us to lose track of, I'm not going to do my usual thing. Usually it's like, let's just do the main event in Hall of Fame because we know what the answers are. But we'll see. I mean, you probably know who it is anyway. Um, main eventer is Alexa Bliss for me. I think I'm the only one that has her on there, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All righty. So,
2: uh, Callum, go with you first. Uh, main eventer, who do you got? Uh, you turn her heel, and Sasha Banks is the best you've got in the business. Sasha Banks, as a heel, has proven her time in NXT and a start of her time in WWE, can be so much better on her promos. She can show so much more attitude, so much more flamboyance in the ring, and she'll put on better matches than any other woman on that roster. And I know okay. I've just, i just, yeah, I've just said Rob's piece as well for him, but I know you, I know you want to talk about Sasha as well, but. I under no illusions that Sasha Banks is one of the best, if not the best, women's wrestler on that on the roster.
1: I, I will say for Sasha, if you would have put if Sasha was heel and Alexa Bliss's role on SmackDown from 2016 to when she went to RAW, I think like I think she would have been way better off and would have done a way better job than Alexa Bliss. And it's it's no
2: shade on Alexa Bliss for that, but no, it's, it's just a,
1: it's just the sense Sasha's of, a really good heel.
2: Yeah, it's just the sense that. Sasha has obviously the same heel mannerisms. Maybe Alexa is better on promos. I do agree with you, Tony, that Sasha does have the little thing where she just looks off in the wrong, wrong direction every now and again. But so Alexa would be slightly better on promos. But Sasha Banks just is leaps and bounds better than her in the ring. I don't disagree with that. She's better in the ring for sure. Yeah, and I'm just uh, again, I'm just going back to my thing of talking about. I want the women's wrestlers to be wrestlers at this point in time. I think it works better into the current, if you're trying to do an actual women's uh, evolution, you should be trying to focus more on the actual wrestling side of things. So Rob, you're
3: Sasha as well? Sasha Banks is the best female performer that company has, period. She's top three best performers the company has, male or female. Sasha Banks is that good. I think the issue that's going on with Sasha Banks right now is she's starting to get into that female Ziggler role. And I've said this before, where it's like everybody talked about how good she was. And I think you got a little taste of it, but more new people were coming in. So she was kind of fading into the back. And with the way that she's... I agree with you on one thing, Tony. She is wrestling a very... Uh, hectic... Hazardous. No regard for one's health kind of style. And my, the thing that scares me about that is... They're not pulling the trigger on her with like a real long title run. And I think when they try to, it might be a case of a Daniel Bryan in 2014, where, all right, you're finally going to go with them, and now they can't go because they've been trying to kill themselves to get to that spot. Mm. But Sasha Banks is the best performer that company has, bar none. The only reason I knew that women's wrestling was going to be okay in on a main stage is because Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch... And an NXT TakeOver Unstoppable, still the best women's match I've ever seen. And she is my main event.
0: So we got a vote for Alexa, two for Sasha. Drew, where are you uh, standing?
1: Well, I'm going to go with Charlotte. And I'm going to go with Charlotte because I don't want to see her as champion. I'm kind of. It's just like I'm fine with, or what is this, Hall of Fame now? I mean, yeah, she's going to be in Hall of Fame someday, but like, I want Naomi to be in the Hall of Fame someday too, bro. So I want to find Naomi at the very, very top.
0: <laughs> well, all of these women, I think, are Hall of Famers except for potentially Lana and uh, yeah. Ember Moon. That's... Depending on where you're Isn't it kind of
1: crazy that you're having a Money in the Bank match with like seven feature Hall of Famers potentially? Or no,
0: six I think that at that's least? a good thing because that means that. They're credible, you know? Yeah. Like, if you look at this year's Money in the Bank for the women, Alexa wins. Okay. Sasha wins. Makes sense. Naomi wins. Huh. Okay. Natalia wins. I actually currently have her down as my potential favorite. Becky wins. I wouldn't disagree with it. Charlotte wins. Wouldn't disagree with it. Ember wins. And then it becomes like, oh, cool. They're giving it to the, the rookie. Lana wins. Right and girl. then- then everybody goes,
1: what the fuck? 2.0. Um Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say something, but now I do not remember what it was I was gonna say.
3: About, oh, uh, which Charlotte. means that the three of that the three of us were all putting the queen on top.
2: Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Charlotte's cheer, Charlotte's the Hall of Fame. I mean, she could retire now and she'd be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but
3: hour- I w- I would argue, same thing for Sasha. It's just Charlotte is more of a damn fire short sure thing. Well, I, I go more on the sense that
2: Sasha's career is still great, and she still has had a lot of great matches, but you know that Charlotte is like a cornerstone of not just the women's division, but in WWE in general. Like, you take her out of it, and it feels... Like you take Sasha out, and obviously you lose a lot of match quality, but I think if you take Charlotte out at this point in time you look it's a hole that you can't fill at this point i don't think anybody could matches the the personality the credibility the in-ring ability promo skills all that combination i don't think anyone could fill that gap immediately if charlotte was to just go away at this point
1: uh, the only reason why I didn't really put Charlotte in my Hall of Fame spot was I've said too much negativity. No, I've said too many negative things about her over the years that, number one, it doesn't make sense. I can't I can't, I can't do a whole full face turn on this one. You can't disagree with old Drew. Yeah, There's I still a bit disagree. of old Drew in you. Yeah, old Drew. Oh, some things stay the same, but some things never change, which is the same <laughs> thing. So who's your Hall of Famer than Drew? Oh, Naomi, because Who, yeah. I... Shit. I, I looked at I looked at this list more of who what would I like to see, and out of all these things, and it's a, I'm not kidding. I if out of all these people, I would have most likely liked to see Becky Lynch disappear because I think hers, other than maybe Ember Moon's, based on what Callum said earlier, I think her career is the uh, you know, least consequential, and you know nothing really important or bad c- goes happens because she disappears, and with. With Naomi, I've always thought that if they book her correctly, she could have always been a top star. They could have. I think she has a very, very good look. She does a lot for the company. Um, she wrestles better now than she did previously, and I'm really happy that they gave her uh, her title run last year and they gave her a win at WrestleMania this year. But if they were to do more with her, I wouldn't be mad. I I just enjoy her, and also I. It's. I mean, I get why kids like her. I like the dancing and the neon thing. I like her theme i just like everything about her pretty much now so i give her a thumbs up all right so
0: let's do our recaps here drew uh bottom of to the top what do you got
1: oh i i have no idea so so for the chris for the Crispin ben who treatment i got becky lynch i released ember moon i yeah, yeah. I uh, jobbered Lana, and then lower mid card went to my homie Natalia, and then next went Sasha Banks, and then went Alexa Bliss, and then Charlotte, and then our homie Naomi at the very top. Homie Naomi? The homie Naomi, the squad Naomi. <laughs> uh, that rhymes. Uh,
2: Callum, what's your recap? Uh, my recap is I erased Ender Moon from history. I made Lana released, but only as a wrestler. Uh, Naomi, the jobber. Natalia, the lower mid carder, Uh Alexa Bliss, mid card. Becky Lynch up mid card. Sasha Banks, main event. Charlotte, Hall of Fame. Rob?
3: I erased Lana. I released Becky. Naomi is my jobber. Natty stays in the lower mid card. Alexa Bliss stays firm in my mid card, upper mid card goes to the rookie Ember Moon, main event Sasha Banks Hall of Fame goes to the Queen. And I have
0: been swayed. I am switching up. I'm erasing Ember Moon instead of Lana. And then that means I'm releasing Lana. Uh Jobber Natalia, lower mid, mid card Naomi. Mid-card Becky Lynch, upper-mid-card Sasha Banks, main event Alexa Bliss, and Hall of Famer Charlotte Flair. But she can only go in once. None of this two-time Hall of Famer bullshit. I don't understand that with Ric Flair. Do you
2: think Ric Flair goes in the Hall of Fame for a third time for giving birth
0: to Well, for birth. To <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I wouldn't put it past them. I really don't understand. How is he in there twice? Like, it, it, that's making eh, whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah, so... With this and with our other one, make sure you leave your comments below. Tell us what your list is and what you think about our list. You know, is it like, "Well, you guys are crazy. Why are you releasing this person instead of that? Or how could you put this person in the upper mid card? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case may be. But if you're on uh, iTunes and Stitcher, just hold on a second. We'll be back with the other one. If you're on YouTube, click on the next video and we will get into the men's participants in the Money in the Bank ladder match. So stay tuned for that, everybody. We'll see you there. Welcome back everybody. We are on part two of our Call the Spot on the Card for the Money in the Bank 2018 ladder matches. We've already taken care of the women's participants, so go back and check out that one if you haven't already, because that one is where I'm also explaining the breakdown of the eight different categories. Not going to go over that again. Go back and look at that one. Let's start off just with the men. Let's go right into it. We've got in alphabetical order, Bobby Roode, Braun Strowman. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rusev, Samoa Joe, The Miz, and here's where it gets tricky. Technically, one member of the New Day, but we don't know which member of the New Day. So that might factor into this. I didn't specify ahead of time for anybody doing this that they needed to pick a member of the New Day or that you couldn't pick a member of the New Day. So... I
1: I refer to them just as the New Day as a whole.
0: I do fine. the same. I I kind of lumped them all together as even though they've had different careers and they have the different pluses and minuses that I still would have put them on the
2: same kind of level anyway. So, uh,
0: I, I, about
3: you, Callum, do you do the same thing?
2: Yeah, I just went with New Day,
3: and uh, I would have I would have
2: put all of them in the same place. So.
3: Okay, so would I?
0: Yes. All right, so that makes that a lot easier. But if anybody is out there living, uh, living, giving our. Uh, their version of their list instead and if they were like you know what i really want to just focus on like biggie you could do that i mean who's fucking counting right <laughs> so, um we start at the bottom with the chris benoit erased from history nullified in all accounts and I had said before in the previous section that Rusev was my pick for that. And my rationality was that I couldn't figure out anybody else to put in there. And I kind of wanted to put Rusev and Lana on the same thing. However, I am swapping Lana from my uh, Erased. Yet at the same time, I can't fucking move Rusev. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Rusev is still my Erased. And my rationale behind that was everybody else I think has accomplished more In either WWE or elsewhere. And if I were to get rid of, say, Kevin Owens, well, that would never happen because Kevin Owens is one of my favorites. If I were to get rid of The Miz, he's done far too much. If I were to undo what Bobby Roode has done, I'm undoing everything that he's done in TNA. I'm undoing all the potential things that he can do. And I don't really see the upside to Rusev compared to a lot of the other people. So, unfortunately, he probably doesn't end up with his wife, <laughs> which makes me feel pretty awful. Because where would they have met along the way if Lana had been in WWE? What would she have done? It's really kind of confusing. But I don't know. The grandfather paradox will figure itself out. Uh, Rusev gets erased from history in my mind. Sad to say it.
1: Who wants to go next?
3: Well, i go. Comes.
1: Oh, you want to hear Callum's? I want to hear Callum's now. So go.
2: <laughs> okay. So Bobby Roode fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate him. I don't like the fact that he's in WWE anymore. It's it's so
1: painful. This, so glorious.
2: oh it's 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 inglorious. You, damn it! It's it's the worst thing. I always loved that entrance theme, and it's it's been a crux his entire career. It's been a crutch. Should I say instead, not a crux or anything like that, but the fact that that's his only character in WWE is that he says glorious every now and again during his matches. He's an absolute joke, and i went in it with the logic that um, there's a sense of he's only relate released really from like WWE's history. Like so, he just doesn't exist in WWE. He can go back to do all his TNA stuff, or whatever, but. After like the last few episodes of Raw, I wouldn't actually care if his entire TNA stuff was ended as well. I'd still rather have him be erased from history than anyone else. I'm so done with him, and I hope that he leaves soon, just for his sake more than anything else, because his entire I think his entire legacy has been ruined by his WWE run. Oh, mm. powerful. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got, I got, I got a little bit aggressive with that one. Sorry. Oh, how, how rude! Oh, a little aggressive, man. You might have got a little sweaty there. Jeez.
0: You're not gonna be too happy if he wants that Money in the Bank, are you? <laughs>
3: Spoiler alert: He may be my pick. My um, erased from history. <sighs> Send your hate tweets to at Dude Felice. Finn Balor needs to go.
1: Damn. Away. Damn, I was hoping to be the only one.
3: Finn, Uh, Really, I gotta agree with Drew now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You almost (laughs) had to agree with me too because he he was uh, in the running for me.
3: Listen, it's not that I don't like Finn Balor. Very similar to what Callum just said about Bobby Roode. Finn Balor is the guy who literally coined the name created the Bullet Club, which is the second hottest brand in wrestling underneath WWE. Finn Balor... I never, I always thought he was a little overrated when he was NXT champion, but his main roster run is hurting me. Like, they do nothing with this guy, and he's coaxed on the fact that the people like him, and he's technically the first Universal Champion. But outside of that, he's done nothing. And they even joke about, oh, maybe he'll finally get that shot at that title that he never lost. But they're not doing anything with Finn Balor. I I don't really want to call this the Benoit treatment. I'd like to call this the Neville slash CM Punk walks out of the company because he's so disgruntled and is never spoken of again. Because that's where I think Finn Balor belongs. He can maybe, you know, leave his WWE career behind, go back to New Japan, do great things, do great things somewhere else. But in WWE, he is almost meaningless. And I think it's a damn shame.
1: Yeah, I just want Finn Balor because I enjoy him the least amount out of all these people. I think he's the most overrated person out of all these people as well and i think it's a real disservice for a tournament to declare the sexiest male superstar when he wins it
3: cuz he's not, not a the year in a row.
1: he won it 2 years in a row no he won it last year so if he wins it again that'd i know be 2 years in a row i'm just i'm just saying that it a lot of credit has lot been lost from this tournament because he's won. because i think <laughs> that's that's so stupid he's not that good looking uh, we'll we'll
0: get to that pretty soon because the tournament is popping up in a couple of weeks, everybody, two weeks. So stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to crap on Finn Balor a little bit too, because he's my released. And the reason why I put him in the released category instead of the erased was in my mind, the erased category means that you remove all their contributions to wrestling. It's kind of like the Smarks Choice kind of thing. And that means removing the Bullet Club. And I think that Rusev hasn't accomplished all that much. In WWE but he's only Been in WWE Balor hasn't accomplished much in WWE but he's been Elsewhere if you remove Balor from the entirety of Wrestling history that has A negative effect if you remove Rusev Dane's upset and that's about it
3: (laughs) I'll give you the Loophole here Tony If you treat it like Chris Benoit The Japanese still regularly Show his Old stuff they do
0: Yeah.
3: They they don't have the same stigma with Benoit as we do here. So if we treat it like Benoit, I think Finn Balor is perfect for that spot.
0: No loopholes. There you go. (laughs) Well, that's my release, though. I think that Balor uh, I agree with what you guys were saying. Balor sucks in WWE. He has never been somebody that I think has had any character at all. This whole like demon character thing it's not a character it's face paint that's literally the difference of Dolph Ziggler goes from wearing shorts to wearing tights but Tony like the
1: Balor Club because everyone wants be a lot of you part of the
0: Balor Club nah, I'll pass I'm not gonna pay for membership on that but you get the paint
3: let's be real Tony you don't even pay for the network so. yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, that's the case. I'm certainly not going to pay for the Balor Club. <laughs> what else uh, do you guys have for released? Because uh, Balor is knocked out for three of us at this point. Well, uh, well then I'll, the ju- race, I'll but... jump.
2: Out. I'll jump on then and release him as well. Uh, okay, I'm so sorry. Balor's out for all of our lists at this point. <laughs> Poor Balor. Again, uh, just going, just jumping off what everybody else has been saying. His he's so much. He'd be put to so much better use on the independent circuit as opposed to what's happened in WWE and I think his contributions to New Japan the creation of the Bullet Club is something that even even if you do use the loopholes with erasing from history if you decide to go the full route of saying okay he Finn Balor just didn't exist or just never got into wrestling the Bullet Club's too important in my eyes for that to erase him completely and I think he's done enough in NXT and stuff like that to at least be like he could be released and carry that sort of reputation onto the independent circuit but in wwe i just i don't get him i don't i don't i'm not connected to him in any way
3: the problem Um, is wwe doesn't get him and that's why we have what we have today
0: and if he gets released we can get finn balor versus cody rhodes finn balor versus kenny omega you know we have some good matches still in the future or uh, they
1: could come to WWE and then we could get Cody Rhodes versus blah, blah, blah in and WWE. And...
0: I still hope that that happens. I yeah, totally want them to sign both of them again. And I want Cody Rhodes to win the world championship at some point. Absolutely. And I, I want WWE... uh, Kenny Omega to have some awesome WrestleMania Intercom match the... against Intercom like...
3: title, Seth Rollins. Yeah, WWE. something like that,
1: like... I hope WWE buys everything, so we never have to talk about what would it be like if this person fights this person.
3: Well, no, that's how we ended up with the wrestling crash of the early 2000s.
1: Callum is screaming right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a good job I have this thing muted at the moment. <laughs> I wish well, that would be the good thing if, like, we did decide to do like, that debate podcast. Be me against Tony, and Tony saying that he wants everyone to be in WWE, and me saying fuck off. <laughs> it be I you
0: saying know, fuck off, like and one. me going,
2: be me <laughs> going. I like organization.
0: <laughs> Keep it simpler.
3: Um, my release is Rusev. Bye bye to Rusev Day, simply because Rusev. I I liked his stuff with Cena, you know, his his initial run as a monster. But as soon as he lost the streak, as with most monster heels when they have a streak, he became worthless. And the only reason he rose up again is because of the Rusev day thing, and everybody likes chanting stupid, memey things. It's a meme.
0: That's exactly it. It's totally a meme.
3: Yeah, it's that's my whole issue with Rusev and Lana. Which, by the way, I haven't completely ruled out the idea that they may end up going with the Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank thing. But I think Rusev is like... Almost like Ryback in early... Or, I guess, in late 2012. People were going, feed me more, because it was fun to chant. And as soon as they gave Ryback the ball, they went... I don't know if we want this. Do I want Ryback to beat CM Punk? I don't think so. And I think it's the same thing. Yeah, I I fucking
0: really wanted him to.
3: (laughs) Okay, wrong crowd to say that in front of because you guys are. Yeah, it is. I'll
0: still maintain to this day Big Show should have kept that world
1: championship, never dropped it to Del Rio.
3: In the world title match of WrestleMania 29. Damn right. But
1: then they. Well, what they really should have done is they should have just gave Ryan back the title in January because it they, wasn't the only reason they dropped it from him to, like, Del Rio was because his title was about... No, his title, his contract was about to run out. Yeah, just re him.
0: They did, obviously, but... Yeah, just, just go a hey, big show. You've been here for a dozen fucking years. You want to stick around, and then you'd be like, all right, <laughs> can't be that hard, you know?
3: Yeah, but that's my, that's my whole issue with Rusev. I don't think he's genuinely over. I just think he's over as a meme. And I think that that has a certain life expectancy to it. So release Rusev. He'll go on and do better things, either in the indies or in the movies. He'll be fine.
0: So I think Drew hasn't gone yet, right? I have not. Who's your released?
1: My released is going to be Bobby Roode. And it's just, he has been very lackluster since he's been called up to the main roster. And there were parts of his NXT run that was kind of eh. Like, I, I enjoy him. I've always thought he was a good wrestler and all. But if out of this list, because I, after this, I, I love everyone. So if he were to disappear and not show up on my TV at least and not just completely disappear, I would not be mad. So if you're keeping track of this,
0: Finn Balor is gone for all of us. And then it's a 50 50 split. Two of us have Bobby Roode left, and two of us have Rusev left. That's
1: pretty also interesting. And good also, good for those really been. keeping track, this one is going a lot better than the other one so far. <laughs> yes, it is.
3: And it will keep going that way if Tony just keeps on moving on.
0: And if you're really keeping track, Ryback should have been. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
3: for real? That is true, though. Ryback should have totally won the world title at this point
0: so now we move up to Jobber. So uh, they're still in a pretty shit spot. You know, if we split this uh, eight ranking breakdown into four good and four bad, you're still on the third worst of the bunch. Um, I don't know uh, if people will agree or disagree with this one. I think that there's a chance that we might all have a, a universal idea with this. I'm putting the New Day there.
3: Yep. 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 Yep.
0: Wow, okay. Uh, probably the same philosophy as I have, where to a certain extent everybody likes or dislikes uh, The New Day. I, of course, have been unapologetically a major fan of The New Day since the very, very, very first uh, like uh, vignette that they had had been a big fan of it ever since and i oh you were totally... a fan of when it was a choir oh yeah i fuck it and the very first time they showed that and i had no idea what the hell this was i was like i love it i don't know what it is but i love it at this point though they can be comedic jobbers and they've already 100 percent. they need to go into the hall of fame as a unit mm-hmm. there's nothing that any of them can do i think realistically separate from each other that could ever justify not having them go in as a, a unit. So have fun with it. Make them the jobbers. Make them come out, promote some stuff, do some silly things, and then lose. And I think that they could still stick around and be popular. You know? Santino Morello was the jobber. People loved him.
1: They really missed out on what like Big E being the world champion while yeah. the other two were tag, tag champions. The New Day was incredibly over at one point. They could have pulled it off.
2: Um, I, I just go along the same logic for the New Day. It's the fact that they're essentially golden gooses, whether they win, lose, or draw matches. People are going to still buy their merchandise. They're still going to chant for them. They're still going to cheer the entrance. Still got the up, up, down, down stuff as well. So they've got like outside the ring, they're still big deals.
1: They lost one so, of the downs though. They they don't even have to wrestle technically as well <laughs> because they they could host a mania and people will still enjoy them.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. So they really don't have to be winning anything else at this point. I mean, jobber tag teams. It's easier to be a a tag team jobber because every tag team in WWE is a jobber right now. So you might yeah. as well. So you can still be champion at that sense. So so yeah, I think it's the best place for them just because. As single stars, they wouldn't be any higher than that.
3: I was gonna add that last caveat, but Callum covered it. So everyone else has pretty much spoken for me. New Day is jobbers, especially if you split them up. But we can all agree they're going in the Hall of Fame as a unit, right?
1: Oh yeah, they'd answer yeah. better. Well, that's the only way Xavier's gonna get in the Hall of Fame, at least. You, you it. Kofi, if the new day thing never happened for Kofi, I think we you could have made an argument for him to go in a hall of fame on his own. Eventually, if he, if he would never have stuck for around.
3: Kofi, for me, he would just be the Black Dolph Ziggler.
1: Yeah, kind
0: of. I mean, he would have been in the uh, same see, but, regard.
3: Yeah, like, but that's such a detriment to Kofi to call him Dolph
1: Ziggler. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought all truth was the Black Dolph Ziggler because he was the he stunt double.
3: That's a different thing entirely. Where is our truth? He's not about SmackDown and they keep posting
2: videos about it. I, th- I think he keeps getting lost on his way to the arena. That's yeah, that's what, that that's
0: what that's
3: they're what doing. That's what they with him. should do.
2: I think he
0: uh, put out some new rap song or something like that recently, but. Uh, Better than know. Enzo okay. Hey, maybe he'll collab with Enzo. No. Give it some of that street cred. Even though I haven't heard R Truth's uh, new song or Leo Rush's, go <laughs> with Leo like Rush instead of Enzo. <laughs> Hey, consensual penis. <laughs> oh, God. Well, lower mid-card, this fucking sucks. This is where I went, oh, God, I hate this list. Because I don't want to put any of these guys in the lower mid-card. I like all the people that I have left. And it kills me to do this. I fucking put The Miz there.
3: What?
2: Snap, Tony.
0: It sucks. <laughs> uh, The... Uh, I want him to be I've said it before I'll say it until I uh, go blue in the face I want him to win money in the bank and I want him to cash in on Daniel Bryan and and steal the title away from him and then Daniel Bryan win the Royal Rumble and Daniel Bryan beat him at WrestleMania in the main event of WrestleMania uh, outside of uh, the Charlotte and Ronda one, because Charlotte and Ronda I think yeah fucking no Uh, I want that to happen. I want The Miz to not only win the world title again and get like a solid run, because if he would win that around like Survivor Series, lose at WrestleMania, that's a good run. I also want The Miz to surpass the Intercontinental record, and I want him to win the Universal title. I want him to have won fucking everything. I love The Miz, but I've got Kevin Owens and Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe and Bobby Roode left on my list, and I'm not down on Bobby Roode, so... It became, do I give The Miz a rude one of these spots? And between the two, The Miz can pull off a lower mid-card, fun, entertaining thing more along the lines of how I gave the New Day the job a role. And I looked at it as like, it's a hard call to make, but if I were a businessman, I'd put him in the lower mid-card and just hate it. <laughs> you know. But thankfully, you don't have to do this in the company. Thankfully, there's no gun to your head going, no, 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 only one fucking person can be in there. So, yeah, uh, lower mid card than Miz for me, and I hate it.
3: My lower mid card, and I expect this one to be just as uh, shit on as the Finn Balor being erased, Braun Strowman. Ooh, I was
1: thinking about having Strowman low on my list as well.
3: You know how we were just talking about Ryback? Well, what happened once Ryback got through that main event run with Cena? He went right down into the lower mid card. If I was even going to go further than that, I would say Strowman is almost like a new Big Show, where he's going to be bounced around the card all the time. And honestly, I think if you gave Braun Strowman the universal title and you gave him a run for six months... And you put him against Balor, Rollins, uh, Roman, uh, John. Nobody. Joe. J- well, Joe's on SmackDown. I was trying to uh, think. Joe's wrestling. on
1: SmackDown, never mind. <laughs> I wasn't uh, thinking as well.
3: I really think that people would be over Strowman once he actually gets the run and the novelty wears off. Because, kind of like Rusev, even though I think Strowman's a little more entertaining strowman's over because people like going get these hands and i'm not finished with you and raw
1: i disagree with that i think he's over because he genuinely genuinely connects with the crowd with his moves and just the way he just entertains overall because he can fucking destroy shit when he wants to and that's what's the most entertaining thing about him in my opinion and that's why i can't go that this low as much as i considered it
3: so but so in the big show and people got over that real quick
1: Yeah, except Braun Strowman's way better than the Big Show in like every capacity because they haven't made Braun Strowman cry to keep his job. I also will make the argument
0: with Big Show, he won the title in WCW and then he won the title in WWE before he started going into that kind of role. So it's like once once you win that title, then you can be a little bit more flexible, but they haven't given it to Strowman yet.
1: It's kind of hard to give it to Strowman when they're... So, only obsessed with Lesnar. Yeah, but yeah.
3: Callum, who's your lower mid card? Uh, I'm
2: going with Tony and The Miz That's my lower mid card. I
3: hate you, people. Get
2: <laughs> I my logic is this: Let's imagine that there was only one world champion in WWE. Miz would be nowhere near that championship because I'm, and I'm gonna annoy quite a lot of people by saying this. He's not that good in the ring. He's good. He can be carried to great matches. But he's, that's what he's been doing. He's been carried to great matches because the only great matches the Miz has had in his career are with workhorses like Seth Rollins, like Dolph Ziggler, like Daniel Bryan. He can only be carried to great matches. You put in a ring with someone like Dolph Ziggler, not Dolph Ziggler, John Cena, or something like that, someone who also needs to be carried to great matches, then it's not that good. And I don't want to see a load of, like, main event matches with The Miz against the likes of John Cena or other people that aren't of, are, like, high up the rankings, but just aren't of that standard that could just, like, essentially pick him up and put him through the motions. Because The Miz yeah. does every the same thing in every match, pretty much.
3: That's fair, because that's kind of along the lines of what I was saying about Strowman, where once you put him in that massive field he won't you know stand so proudly
2: and then with the Miz he's got enough character that even if he does lose a lot of the time he still can be he still ding himself out of it with his promo skills he hosts his own like chat show segment on the uh like Miz TV and stuff like that so he can fade away from his wrestling career slightly and just be more like the, the character as opposed to wrestling all the time. He could be mani- a manager for someone else so, and then occasionally wrestle like, in tag matches with them, help that person reach the next level. So I think The Miz has achieved a lot. And it's not like being a low mid-card, he can't possibly have another Intercontinental Championship or United States Championship run. But I, I just don't think he should be world champion, even with the Daniel Bryan feud looming. Well, that's the only thing. The only way he should be champion, like world champion again, is to transition the belt onto Daniel Bryan. But if it was, if Daniel Bryan was still out or something on those lines, I don't think Miz should be near the main championship.
3: Real so quick, Tony. Go for uh, it. Where's and maybe you think you think like me with all the Miz merch that they've had. Where's my I want my Miz TV T-shirt?
0: <laughs> maybe I'll have to make that one.
3: You might need
0: to. And then get immediately taken down for copyright. And then get told, ah, there's nothing we can do about it. (laughs) Um, So that's two for The Miz and one for Braun Strowman. Drew, uh, who's your lower mid Carter?
1: I I wish I didn't have to give it to Rusev, but I'm going to give it to Rusev. That's okay. You can put him lower and
0: change your mind and boost up somebody else. I could. You could always change your mind and uh, job him out or something. I'm good,
1: bro. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> but Rusev, <laughs> I, I like Rusev. I, lo- I love him, rather. And I really enjoy just him overall. I think his character is fine. His wrestling is fine. Just the people I have ahead of him at this point are th- those who I would much prefer winning the Money in the Bank briefcase or hold a world title at this point in their careers. So, that's why he's going right here in the lower mid card. Plus, uh, WWE tends to treat him like a jobber more times than not. So it's uh, it, for me, it's a lot easier to put him here than even the Miz or Samoa Joe or Kevin Owens. So, if my math's correct, one person has
0: Rusev left. Correct? Yep, I still have him. Is he
2: your mid carder? He is my mid carder. You know it. <laughs> I yeah. completely disagree with Rob's assessment that he's a meme and he's only over because people like to chant shit. I think that applies to someone <laughs> like KM, to to some other people. In WWE. I can't name anybody off the top of my head, but actually, Bobby Rude, glorious thing. People are, he's only over because people chant glorious. I'm just laughing because you're like, uh, that people like to chant shit, and immediately I'm thinking people are actually
3: going, like, <laughs> the what chant?
2: They're
0: just going, shit, <laughs> shit, shit.
3: <laughs>
2: They probably should be at the current product. That's the stupid
0: thing, is it totally would catch on if somebody was able to do that in WWE and just go like, hey, I'm going to go out there and just be like, hey,
2: can you all chant shit for a little bit? It would end up fucking catching on. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. I think Rusev is like really over as just Rusev. I think even if he didn't have the Rusev Day thing, obviously it's great to have a chant. I mean, Daniel Bryan contests to that as well. It's It's great to have one big chant that people get behind. But I think they get behind that not because it's fun to chant Rusev Day. I think it's because they want to see Rusev and they want Rusev to succeed. And they want Rusev to be like in big time matches, in big positions. They want him to be United States champion. They want him to be world champion even. They want him to be hot shit. Yeah. They want him to be the hottest <laughs> potato around.
1: Yeah. Like jacket potatoes. potatoes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but... Instead, he's like mashed potatoes because he keeps getting mm. squashed. Uh but, I like it. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm going too far on this thing. But I just, I think, I just think that he needs to be positioned a lot higher. And I would put him in the mid card over the Miz because I think he's a better wrestler than the Miz.
0: So <laughs> we're on the mid card range here, and. uh Callum eliminates Rusev from the board and I'm going to take a step towards eliminating the final. Wait, am I the only person that has Bobby Roode left? This might be the elimination of Bobby Roode.
3: Nope. I still got him.
0: Well, he is my mid Carter. And the reason I put him just a slight spot above the Miz was the Miz is more entertaining as a, like the type of person who can lose and still bounce back. Bobby Roode needs to turn heel. Desperately, there's a couple turns in WWE that I really think that if they're smart, that they'll do it this year. I think that Finn Balor turning is something that could be potentially good for him, but they didn't put him on SmackDown, and it would have needed to happen on uh, SmackDown because he needs to feud with AJ Styles. And I still think that Big Cass should have came back as a babyface, but I don't know. Maybe that was still wouldn't have worked out. The one turn in WWE right now that I think is just like, why aren't you doing it? Is Bobby Roode. He has to turn heel. And this babyface run, if he, like, if I'm left to the, I guess, the machinations of he has to stay babyface for this list, he's lower to me. If he can turn heel, he needs to go into the mid carter a little bit higher than that. Because I like Bobby Root a lot. I really think he's got an upside to him. I really want him to be a world champion. But he needs to be a world champion as a heel. He can't do it as a babyface. So I gave him that mid-spot. Because to me, I don't know where they're going with him. Kind of.
3: My mid-carder is Kevin Owens. Because Kevin is a great worker. To me, Kevin Owens is like, if you stood out in front of a fusion chamber and you threw in Dusty Rhodes, Chris Benoit, and a high flyer, like a Van Dam or Jeff Hardy. You come <laughs> out gonna with go Kevin with Owens. Movie. <laughs> and Kevin Owens is a very good to great worker. The reason I put him in the mid-card position, same explanation as I gave Alexa Bliss for the women. He's a great heel staple, and I don't see them committing to him to do anything more or less. When they had the chance to put him possibly in the main event of WrestleMania, they dropped him out to Goldberg, and he went right back down to that mid-card U.S. title. So that's why, for me, he's rock solid in the mid-card division. Callum drew.
2: I've already
1: went. I said, I said my one I yeah, said, oh, no. went oh, that's right, right now yeah. so I'm I'm gonna have to agree I'm going with Kevin Owens as well and kind of for pretty much all the same reasons that Robert mentioned Um, I, I just it's also Samoa Joe is someone that I think you know is kind of like Kevin Owens but better in a lot of aspects you know, to me the only thing that Kevin Owens is really better than Samoa Joe is like just in-ring promo work but other than that, I think Samoa Joe's is literally better than him. In, are like, you the Are
3: you insane? No. Samoa Joe is maybe the best heel on the mic right now.
1: Eh. I just think overall Kevin Owens is just a, a good... I don't know. To be fair, I haven't watched SmackDown in about two weeks. Has he done anything good on SmackDown in the past two weeks? You you Joe's always doing
3: Joe's
1: always doing
3: <laughs> great things on track, yeah. yeah.
2: I think, I think, and, I think and if you I give. Think, I was going to say, just to back up, Drew, I think if you give Owens the same material that Joe's being given, he'd be able to pull it off just as well as Joe is.
1: I, I, I'm just thinking, well, when when it comes to agreeing work stuff or just like mic work, because I think Kevin Owens is a better person on the mic than Owens or than Joe. I agree. I think Owens is better on the mic than Joe. But if, I, I will say, like I, I was impressed with. Not, not saying that I think Samoa Joe is terrible on the mic or anything. There, I know Samoa Joe is good. He's did good things in TNA. I just think that overall, I think w- what he did with Roman Reigns on the mic was just okay. It was good. Nothing great. And I just I just think Kevin Owens is just, you know, I just prefer his one-liners. I think Kevin Owens is just a funnier guy than Samoa Joe. Kevin Owens is my uh, mid Carter. So... <laughs> I'd so,
0: so Samoa Joe is worse than Kevin Owens in all these ways, but Kevin Owens gets a Lower spot? The
1: lower spot on the card? <laughs> no, Samojo so, no, so is better than Kevin Owens in every way, except for mic work. That's what I said. Oh, okay. All right. That's Please what I, I said originally.
0: Out. Yeah. Um, all right, we might actually all be heading in the same direction for some of this. Uh, but the upper mid card, that's where I put Owens. Because to me, I think he is very underrated. I really wanted him to hold that universal title going into WrestleMania. And I think that the way that this past year panned out proves that it was a mistake to put it on Goldberg and then to put it on Lesnar just to do this whole thing with Roman Reigns again. I don't think that we've gotten any kind of payoff for it whatsoever, and that wasted an entire year. And Owens going in with that title against uh, Chris Jericho, we could have gotten a decent payoff with that. And I don't know, just that bugs me. And I think that Owens hasn't been able to bounce back ever since then, which is a real shame because I think that this is the dude that... The prize fighter thing works really well, but he's also funny and he's super talented in the ring, great on the mic. So that upper mid-card spot to me, the only reason he's not higher is because I just felt like I needed to put two other
3: people higher. And that's the name of the game. Do you think that they're relying too much on the comedy with Kevin Owens? Definitely. I think
0: that they got into this rut where they were like, Kind of, I guess, what sort of the trap that I fell into with putting the Miz lower on the card, where I was like, well, he can lose, and it's funny, and that that can be the way that we use him. Whereas, if they were to just, like, continue to use people, uh, their full capacity and stuff, Owens is the type of guy that I think that really should have been a world champion again.
3: It's early in his run, but I think if they did, like, a Jericho 08, you know... Very cold and calculated heel with Owens. I think he'd be making a lot of money.
1: They kind of gotten away from the whole prize fighter aspect of his character.
3: That's a shame. However, I'm gonna go jump in there and say another person who would be doing phenomenal next level work if they put him in a suit, turned him heel, and. Had him be a little more calculating. My upper mid-carder, Bobby Roode. I'm going with Tony on this one in that I'm using the... I can turn him heel and kind of manipulate where he is and what he's doing on the card. Because if he absolutely had to stay a babyface and do exactly what he's been doing, he'd be a lot lower for me. But because I know how good Bobby Roode can be, and i see great things for him if they just turn him... I'm putting him in my upper mid card spot because Bobby Roode is one of the very few people on the main roster that can be the total package. And no, Tony, not Lex Luger. Damn it, you beat me. <laughs> Every time you say total package, I want to do that joke. <laughs> I had Braun
1: Strowman. Yeah, I had Braun Strowman for my upper mid card. And. That the only reason why I have him under under Samoa Joe is just I I just think Samoa Joe should just go on this monster run as a heel because we all know what he's capable of, and I'm I'm kind of tired of seeing Strowman kind of at the top. I want to see him face a few new people in the mid-card scene, see what he can do, because Lord knows what it'll be like if I have to watch another main event of him facing Roman Reigns and or him seeing Brock love Lesnar. <laughs> Well, he's going to be my upper mid card because he's going to face, like, Dolph Ziggler if he's on Raw.
3: Because that's an upper mid card match.
1: <laughs> WWE will book it as such. so much. Nah, Ziggler's going to go for the legs, man. <laughs> 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 the whole chop block thing. Yes.
0: I-, I hate when WWE does that. It's such a crutch, literally and figuratively, where they, like... Ah, they they uh slightly kicked the big man's leg. He's impossible to move around now. And it's like the dude's leg is bigger than most of his <laughs> opponent's fucking bodies. And they, they run into that so much. <laughs> they now, they hang, really... now, hang
2: on, he's going he's to run into the post afterwards as well. And then they'll really run into the yes! post. And
0: he's if he's fighting charge. Rey Mysterio, then he'll lay down on the fucking bottom rope, too.
1: So I think that WWE should do sometime with the jobbers have a jobber like with some big guy that's debuting. So if someone like on the right back level of like that, of like this, that monster type of level, just have them go for the chop block. But when they hit the knee or the leg, just like they go, ow, fucking, they hurt their shoulder or whatever. That would be great. Do it with Strowman. He's
0: the best to pull that off. And then he can start going, get these legs. (laughs) (laughs) It's kicking the shit out of him. (laughs) All right. uh, Callum, I think you're
2: uh, still left with this, right? Yeah, upper mid card, I'll echo Tony once again and go with Kevin Owens. He's so good on the microphone, he's so talented in the ring, he can do so much more stuff than someone of his size should be able to do. I think he's definitely someone who could go in and out of the main event as well, just as long as you change up his character, make him a little more serious every now and again. I do believe that they have leaned too much on the comedy, but comedy, like being a comedy guy doesn't restrict you from being in the main event as many others have done in the past. But I just think at this stage of the game, there are two other people that I'd push higher than him just because he's been sullied a lot with partially with the universal title run. I think while it was good, it was quite obvious he was playing second fiddle on his own brand to feuds that were involving the likes of Roman Reigns or, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg stuff. So it, it was clear that even though they gave him the world championship, they never treated him like the world champion. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. So that means we all have
0: main event and hall of fame left. And I've noticed that there's somebody that we still have in the mix. So either we're all gonna agree on the same spot or somebody will be an outlier or something like that. But I do know that we are <laughs> gonna have right. some uh yeah, probably. We do have some flexibility here because uh actually, you know what, L- let's do it this way. Um I Nah, you know what? Never mind. That's spoiled. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh I'm just gonna go the standard way. I don't want to spoil anything. Um my main eventer is Braun Strowman. Uh, Strowman, to me, is just too goddamn entertaining. He really does come off to me as, like, the next Big Show, but in a positive way, because I know that Big Show gets a lot of the crap sometimes, and the same thing for Mark Henry, too, but they were staples of some really important things, I think, in WWE, where there aren't many people anymore that can fulfill that over-the-top, larger-than-life, monstrosity type of idea. And we think about like what 2018 is now we don't have Batista Undertaker really for the most part Mark Henry big show Kane where are these big guys you know we have like an Eric Rowan who's fucking huge but he's a nobody essentially he's the jobber out of a tag team that's only getting a push because they decided to randomly give them a push Luke Harper is really really big and in a different era Luke Harper would be a much bigger deal he'd be doing something like that or he'd be feuding with The Undertaker at Wrestlemania like these type of things and stuff and Strowman reminds me of an era gone past and not only is he fun in that regard he's been getting better on the mic he's been wrestling better matches overall and just a an entertaining guy and I hated the idea that I had to put Kevin Owens lower for me in the upper mid card spot but that's only because I wanted my Braun Strowman world title reign I think that he really needs at least one world title reign and then then we can kind of uh, maybe move around a little bit but you got to put him in that spot and I can't put him in a hall of fame spot right now because he hasn't done enough for that but in the future, if he can stick around long enough, I think Braun Strowman could be one of the biggest deals that they've had in a long time. Yay for Strowman. <laughs> but I know not a whole lot of people are going to have necessarily Strowman on here because some people have already put him lower and
3: stuff like that. I, I, so. I think, I think uh, you and Callum are going to be identical. At the, yeah, we've, the we've kind of been
2: that a lot in this time. But yeah, I'm going with Strowman as well. Hmm. Um, Callum's a smart man. <laughs> first time that's been said on the
0: podcast but uh, <laughs> Karen anyway uh well, um, well you, you weren't when you were disagreeing with me on the women
2: part <laughs> oh, no, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's just basically echoing a lot of what you said he's got himself really over with the crowd he's the biggest guy on the roster which I think still counts for a lot I know there's obviously a huge move towards workhorses like Seth Rollins being up to the top. And I'm not saying that Seth Rollins can't be world champion. I think he should at some point. But there is something to be said with just being the biggest guy and you hold the top belt. And I think that's something that WWE need to do more of, especially with Strowman. Somebody that can be there all the time can definitely hold the championship with a lot of esteem and credibility. because who the fuck is going to beat braun Strowman unless he doesn't as long as he doesn't run into a ring post or anything like that or his legs get cut off underneath him or anything but um yeah i just think he's a big deal he's he's more than just your typical big guy that can't move around the ring a lot and is slow and bad in the ring he's got a lot of character he's progressing in the ring he's showing a lot of development he does things in the ring that a lot of big guys wouldn't do like the running drop kick and stuff along those lines, like the way he charges around the ringside tackling into people. And so I think that puts him above a lot of big men in recent history. And so that's why I'd put him in the main event.
3: Let me say, I know I put him at my lower mid card. I like Strowman. I think a lot of the reason that I gave him that spot with the lower mid card is because I just have such reservations with the company's ability to not make him a Ryback or jump straight to the big show comedy hour or even a guy like a Vladimir Kozlov who came in like a monster and within a year was playing the trumpet with Santino, you know, yeah, I he just, sucked. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that so many times that I'm hesitant to think that they're going to go all the way with Stroman and not that they can't with that being said, my main eventer, who is a monster in every way, shape, and form, Samoa Joe.
0: Okay, so we're not all going to have the
3: same. Samoa Joe is a beast. And if you've seen anything that he's done ever from Ring of Honor's TNA, even his NXT stuff, the guy is just too good. Too crisp in the ring, too believable with his size and the way that he manipulates opponents in the ring. There's very little downside to Samoa Joe. And I think that now that he's on SmackDown, he can have great feuds with AJ and Brian, and he can be that man of enter that he was damn sure, put in that company to be. And I think he floundered a little bit on Raw, but now that he's away from the Roman Reigns train, he can go all the way, and that's what he needs to do. The Reigns train.
0: Roman trains.
1: <laughs> I'm going with Samojo as well for my main eventer. Huh. And, yeah. Shoot. Who I, I mean, not...
2: I understand what their reasoning is, and I don't I don't disagree with it.
1: That makes sense. And also, like I just don't think Samojo has been in WWE enough time to warrant being the Hall of Famer for this kind of situation. I mean, for God's sake, he still hasn't had a WrestleMania match.
3: That's a fucking shame. That's a fucking shame, man. It really it is, is a shame.
0: Especially like, because it's like the one time he's injured, okay. The other time,
1: they just brought him up team. to the fucking roster. Yeah, I don't know why they brought it up before Mania that first time. You'd think they would at least put him in like the Andre the Giant match or something like that.
0: Yeah,
3: so dumb. Well, no, because they don't believe in their Andre the Giant battle royal winners. They believed in Samoa Joe. Uh,
1: they, they, they believe in them for two weeks. As usually you know it goes. So uh,
0: by default, uh, Callum and I both have Samoa Joe in our Hall of Fame. Yep. And uh the two of you guys have something different. So let's talk about Smojo, because we're already on the Smojo uh oh, Joe. uh Joe. ride Joe. going right now. Um Calum, maybe you're on the same page as I am of, of why that's the case, but my philosophy was I'm factoring in his TNA work as well. Oddly enough. I'm fat-
2: yeah, oh yeah, I'm factoring in TNA, Ring of Honor, everything else that he's done.
0: Yeah. And it's kinda like I know his potential, even though he hasn't gotten to that point yet. He needs to win like two world titles at the very least and be a much bigger deal. And I can make the argument that if you were to say to me, put the Miz in the Hall of Fame spot and shift people around, uh-huh. the Miz is somebody that I think should be a Hall of Famer and a lot of other people too. I mean, like, I I want Kevin Owens to reach a point where he becomes a Hall of Famer. I want the New Day to go into the Hall of Fame. But if you're gonna ask me, who can you take right now? that has Mike's skills and believability and the credibility behind them to push into that kind of a role, I think Samoa Joe's is the one that makes the most sense.
2: Yeah, I kind of, again, I take all of his outside WWE work into account, and I think that when he wins the World Championship at least once, I think twice probably would be a good number for it, but if he wins it just once, then he'll be enough to put him in the Hall of Fame going forward. But my logic also was dictated by the fact I looked at all all of these wrestlers and thought, okay, if I'm going to give one of these people the title for three years, who would it be? And I think I could give a championship to Samoa Joe for three years, not a Lesnar reign where he only wrestles four times a year or whatever. He wrestles week in, week out, but I I would give him a three-year run with the title.
3: So very similar to his Ring of Honor World Championship reign?
2: Yeah, pretty much like, like his ring of honor world championship reign he was there he was given the title for his huge amount of time tna he was undefeated for the first year or so that he was in even though he wasn't really undefeated because he did lose matches but they said that he was undefeated anyway but that's tna for you <laughs> of course um, he wasn't
3: pinned or submitted
2: did he only yeah. lose the matches that
0: were uh, the so, special
2: gimmick matches where
0: if yeah,
3: you lose you win yeah, on yeah, opposite he day he lost ultimate x matches <laughs> and he lost to tag
1: team matches as well
2: and stuff like that so
1: Oh, so, so the Asuka treatment, or like any undefeated streak champion is and... Yeah. He's never notice. been made
0: the pin or submit.
1: Yeah,
2: he's he's undefeated in every sense, that, in the fact that he has been defeated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but,
3: Let me just say, if they could have gotten Joe 10 years ago, Joe's that guy who needed to snap that Undertaker streak in half. If Joe you would have Joe, Nicko, Joe,
0: who knows what he knows now, in his body of 10 years ago he would have been a four-time world champion or something like that he he could have been the guy that beats john cena when john cena was unbeatable he could have been like you said somebody who fights with the undertaker he could have been a staple major
2: major player yeah and i just think i look again looking at all these people i think Joe has every single aspect it takes to be a genuine Hall of Famer. Because I know WWE's Hall of Fame, people will go in and out of it. Like, for fuck's sake, Coco Beware's beware's in the Hall of Fame, so it doesn't really (laughs) matter. But you just go along the sense of if there was a genuinely full wrestling Hall of Fame that does judge every single aspect of your character, he is a 9 or a 10 on every single category for me. Now,
0: two other people don't have Samoa Joe on the list, so you guys are going to have to make when the I... arguments of why you didn't
2: go with them. Well, I think they have the same person as well, so we'll go with that. Just putting it out there.
3: Do, do you have the same person? Drew, who do you have?
2: I have the Miz.
3: All right, I'll talk about the Miz. <laughs> Let's... What?
0: That's why I brought up the idea that I think that you can make the case of the Miz going into the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, I, I
2: was going to mm-hmm. say, I completely agree with this stuff.
3: Miz is... For all of the stupid people that have gone into the WWE Hall of Fame, like Callum just said, the Coco Bewares, even the ones that definitely deserved it and went in maybe a little too early, like an Edge who just went in because he had just retired and there was no hope for him to get back in the ring. Miz is a bona fide WWE Hall of Famer. He's one of the only strictly WWE guys left. Mm-hmm. He never did much else. He completely worked his way up through that system. He ate a lot of shit in the beginning of his career. From a Started lot to of chant and everything. From from a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> if they were chanting shit in 2007, it would have most certainly been towards the Miz. <laughs> he took all of that. Had a great start to his rise with the tag team title reign with John Morrison. Very underrated duo. He broke away from Morrison, tried to call out John Cena, got punked out in four minutes at the Great American Bash in 2009, came back in better shape, with better gear, completely reinvented himself, worked his way up to money in the bank, cashed in on Orton, whether you want to say he was sandwiched in between Rocker and Cena or not. He did win the main event of WrestleMania 27. He's a phenomenal PR guy for WWE. He is who you want in that company. And I hope he wins this briefcase so bad next Sunday. But even if he never wins another world title, even if he never wins another title, period, The Miz is a bona fide Hall of Famer. The Miz is awesome. And I will turn it over to Drew.
1: The the Miz never should have won the World Championship. Probably, I. It's kind of crazy because he his he looks good. Like he has a good look. He does, but he's not he's not super muscular in any way, shape, or form. And he's not an incredible wrestler. He's gotten better over the years, but he did kind of suck at the beginning. But man, I, just out of all these guys, he is the most deserving person to go in the Hall of Fame as we speak right now. As he's as he is the only one in the main event at WrestleMania as well beat John Cena in the main event at WrestleMania. No one else on this list could say that. And it's like, regardless of what you think about the Rock and Cena, he did do that. And he's the one I also want to see win this, t- this Money in the Bank briefcase the most. I mean, uh, the most, the easiest thing to book right now is The Miz and Daniel Bryan. And they should 100% go that route. And if they fucked that up, that's that, that'd be really sad. But The Miz is the most deserving person to go in the hall of fame right now WWE in my opinion. And rightfully so he should be on top of this list.
0: Isn't boring. it weird that like uh even um though Callum and I have uh the Miz in the lower mid card, it makes more sense to put him in the Hall of Fame than
2: people that we've got in mid card, upper mid card, and main event. Yeah, yeah because it's just the sense of we're we're thinking about like the now almost, but if you were if all of them were to end their career like right this second, Miz is the only one that goes in the Hall of Fame. M- right, Mido you could obviously make the argument for, but Miz is the only nailed-on person to go in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and
0: if I had the pick between like if this were a list where it said look, literally only one of them will ever go into the Hall of Fame, and like one of them will only ever win a championship in the world title picture. So that's the main event or one of them will literally only ever lose every single match. And that's the job or that kind of a thing. It gets a little bit more difficult, but we're uh, jerks about it. So we like loopholes and stuff. If you were to tell me that only one of them could go into the hall of fame, I would definitely put the Miz in there.
1: The the Miz also probably has had the most important promo in WWE cut since CM Punk in with 2011
0: talking. Uh, I thought you were gonna talk about the Talking with the talk smack, and smack
1: segment. No, i with that specifically. Just that that's probably the most important promo cut in the past like six or seven years. turned be him guys. around. Might not be most, yeah, and, it, and the uh, I think it's the most important for the for building a wrestling storyline. If they ever, for some reason, which they're going to, but when they do the Miz Daniel Bryan, I think that that's probably going to be the most important. Thing about it, and it fits, and that, that is the most memorable promo cut probably
3: since CM Punk's. I don't know if it's the most important, but it definitely carried a lot of weight. And Miz, one thing about the Miz that not a lot of people on the heel side of any card and any company can say people like to boo the Miz, Miz is enjoyable as a bad guy. You know, it's not even like a Rude thing in NXT where, yes, Rude was a heel, but when it came time for that song, they were all singing along. Yeah.
0: And I think that's because Miz knows what he's doing better, because it's kind of like when he does the whole uh, Miz TV intro, he purposely denies the fans the ability to go along with it. Like they a, say Ms T V and then he goes Ms. T V like he's just like no, nah, I'm not fucking
2: setting you up I'm yeah. setting me up like that kind of thing. And we didn't even mention the fact that he is the second most decorated in the Continental champion of all time. So oh, yeah, and he was based stat- on that
3: status.
2: Yeah, so based on that status, like you kinda of have to put him in the Hall of Fame just because he's held your one of your most prestigious championships more than basically everybody.
3: And remade it prestigious. Done- Is
0: Royal Rumble. He hasn't done that. He hasn't... um, I guess technically, if you want to start talking about things of like... He's never won an Elimination Chamber, right? But it's like, that doesn't matter.
2: Hey,
3: Coco
0: Beware
2: never won over those
0: either, so... That doesn't matter, Tony. Yeah, like, that Money in the Bank is basically the new equivalent of the King of the Ring. And... When you would win the King of the Ring in the day, back in the day when they used to have it, you were either somebody who was a future Hall of Famer or somebody that they were just kind of, like, fucking around with, like Mabel, you know? So, yeah, Billy Gunn, he was kind of fucking around with, but he's a future Hall of Famer, too, but not in, in the,
1: the, the same regard.
2: Though. It's yeah. funny. You can only go into the tag scene, though. It's funny to think
1: that WWE was just fucking around with Mabel. It's oh so they totally were I'm actually excited. I just
0: started that last night I was trying to rewatch uh, King of the Ring 95 and I fell asleep immediately when yeah, I turned it on I got to Vince McMahon talking about like uh, Philadelphia the city of whatever, and I was like, <sighs> <laughs>
2: like the, only, the only reason I could justify watching that now is thinking okay there must be some point in Dodo's history it's worse than it is now
0: well it did <laughs> it's job it got me up. to go
1: to sleep so <laughs> you know
0: how bad it is for me to sleep
1: so King also, of the Ring 95 awesome one more thing I wanted to say about the Miz was that I believe C- Callum earlier mentioned about how the Miz isn't necessarily a good wrestler. He's mainly over because of his promo work and stuff along those lines, and with his character. That is, which was something that it was true to an extent, but it didn't. Something like that never really stopped, stopped Hulk Hogan from being on top for for anything of that nature. No, no. Well, let me I'm, tell I'm you not, something, I'm not, bro. I'm not.
2: I'm not saying that, that And be I'm not equating you as well. Yeah, I'm not saying that should be held as like a detriment to him, but it's more on the sense of I look at the Miz and think, okay, you, you can only put me in the main event of a big show against a certain person because otherwise it's going to stink the joint up. As is his main event with John Cena demonstrates, it stunk the joint up.
1: I think well, if you put him with other people, especially this newer crap of of wrestling talent now, that's more wrestling based instead of character driven, like what like what John Cena was for a while, because. Cena kind of sucked as a wrestler for decent parts of his careers, or at least he didn't wrestle well with people who weren't good wrestlers. And you could say the same about The Miz still, but I think that now, if you put The Miz in the main event, or you could put him pretty much against almost anybody nowadays in a main event, WWE Championship feud. And that's also because wrestling is fake, and you could do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go with our recaps here. My erased was Rusev. My released was Finn Balor. Then we go higher up on the list. The New Day gets the jobber spot. The Miz, lower mid card. Bobby, the, uh, Bobby Roode in the mid card. Kevin Owens in the upper mid card. Braun Strowman in the main event. And Samoa Joe as my Hall of Famer. Callum's got the next closest list to mine. So
2: go ahead with yours. Okay. So I raised Bobby Roode, released Finn Balor. New Day jobbers. Uh, the Miz in the lower mid card. Rusev. In the mid-card, Kevin Owens, the mid-card, Braun Strowman, main event, and Samoa Joe is my Hall of Famer. So we literally had the same list except for switching out Bobby Roode and Rusev.
0: Yeah, so I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I, I totally
3: lost track of who else would agree with anything, but Robert, go ahead. I erased Finn Balor, I released Rusev, New Day is my jobber. Lower mid-card is Strowman, mid-card Kevin Owens, upper mid-card Bobby Roode, main event Samoa Joe, and Hall of Fame Miz. Andrew, round us out.
1: I erased Finn Balor, I released Bobby Roode, my jobbers were The New Day, my lower mid-card was was Rusev, my mid-card was Kevin Owens, upper mid-card was Braun Strowman, main event was uh, Samoa Joe, and then my Hall of Famer was The Miz.
0: Boom. That's what you do with the Hall of Fame. You give us eight people, we figure it the fuck out. And yeah. totally disagree on some of them here and there. But <laughs> you know.
3: Although, we can all agree, New Day is Jobber all day. The New the new Job Squad, really. And we all
0: have Finn Balor in uh, one of the lower lists. Uh, lower two, right? Yeah, yeah fuck Finn you, Balor Jordan. fucking sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's fine, she's not listening. <laughs> Uh, and uh yeah a lot of people might disagree with some of these lists and stuff like that and that's where you can chime in and leave your list in the comments section below and tell us if you think that we were crazy about anything um same thing for the women's if you haven't checked out the women's one yet why are you watching this out of order i don't know you're weird um and that's probably why your parents don't love you um i got dark really quick didn't it (laughs) um so <laughs> to be honest, that they probably don't that, love you
2: because you're a wrestling fan.
0: Well, uh, yeah, that's true, though. That's a good point. Um, there's probably multiple reasons. I think the reason, that, uh, the main thing we need to take away from this is when you talk to your therapist, say that yeah. smack talk doesn't help. <laughs> uh, next week, our main events are going to be another double event. It's going to be the TakeOver Chicago 2 predictions, where takeover for chicago uh, 2018 they haven't been really referring to it as takeover 2 like that kind of thing like what they've been doing with brooklyn so i don't know what they're really going with there but that and then the money in the bank 2018 predictions and then of course because it's pay-per-views after those we will be doing the post-show recap and review for both of those and then the following week after that is when we're going to be doing both the uh, mailbag for june so start thinking about some questions And also, the Sexiest Superstars tournament, the preliminary round, is going to start Friday before TakeOver. We're going to break down a little bit of the preliminary of how that qualifying round works on the uh, two editions from now of the podcast main event. So that's some stuff to be aware of that's coming up soon, and if you want to be aware of when they actually go, go up on the YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button and ring the bell for notifications. But if you're elsewhere or you just want to follow some other accounts too, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment. And always, of course, check out SmartOutMoment.com for all the other content that we've got going on, which includes some of these guys here and everything else that's going on with the plug stuff. Let's just pass it around here. Drew, what do you want to toss out for the plugs?
1: Uh, you can follow me on the uh, the Twitters at, at oh, McDunkin. I'm sorry. I'm so fucking bad. Drew White. You can follow me at Drusef White. The YouTube machine is McFrickin Duncan. So yeah. Don't get those mixed up, because then you won't find me.
0: I think that there's a running thing. I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but I don't remember any time that you've never started your plugs without.
3: Eh.
1: <laughs> I kind of do that on purpose. <laughs> there, if, I, 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 I was going back and listening to Superstar Scores just to see what I gave, gave people originally, and I forgot that I did this for a while. But whenever Sean was on, he would go, "You know, guys, I think it's just." <laughs> And I would just do that. And I don't think anyone really realized that I was just making fun of Sean that whole time. I just thought that you needed a
3: sip of water. <laughs> no, just making fun of Sean. Rob, hit us with your plugs. Uh, it's Dude Felice Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so watch out for the triple threat this week. It's a preview of NXT TakeOver Chicago 2. It's uh, me, Jordan, and Jonathan over at SparkOutMoment.com. I think that's up right now. In fact, I know it's up right now. I put it up this morning. Also, stay tuned to WrestleZone.com. That's what I do during the day when I'm not doing stuff for Smartout Moment. So stay tuned to that. And yeah, that's really it. And buy a t-shirt at tpublic.com slash Moment. And Callum?
2: Uh, short and sweet. You can follow me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. There Just do that, everybody.
0: Uh, follow me on Fanboys Anonymous if you want to pay attention to my eventual review of Jurassic World because that's coming up next week, I think. Or no, that's two weeks from now. All right, not happening yet. But Fanboys Anonymous, I might be actually writing up some random things on there. I've been kind of itching to write for Fanboys a little bit more so than doing the podcast things. So I don't know. We'll see if I get the time. And elsewhere, you know, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and blah 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 blah. You know where to look. You find me. Uh, that's going to do us in, though, for episode whatever we're on now. I don't know. 3038? I don't have that written down. Uh, 340? I think it's 340 or 341. Okay, we're somewhere gonna... in like the 700 range or something by this point, right? <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening to this. Of course, as always, everybody, uh, like this video, share it around, tell everybody uh, about it, and we will see you when we see you. This has been another Smartout Moment, and we're being counted out.